Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of 50, 100, 500, 1500, and $5,000, and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Inspiration from Spirit show with your host, Reverend Lee Chapin. The focus and goal for this show is to assist humanity in the awakening of a new level of consciousness that will bring peace to planet Earth. Welcome, I'm Lee Chapin. It's February 8th, 2021. We are in another month. We're moving fast, fast, fast already. So I am so excited today to share with my lovely friend, Jared Willis. We are going to channel the Essenes. We're going to talk about the Essene community. For those of you who may not know who the Essenes are, they are a religious Jewish sect 
that lived in the Roman Judea area of Israel. They separated from the the other Jewish sect and moved in into the wilderness and established their own community living in harmony and balance with nature. Many of us understand ourselves to be old Essenes, that we are reawakening to that remembrance of our life as we lived in harmony and balance as the Essene members. Uh, some of you may also know and be familiar with Dolores Cannon's book, They Walked with Jesus, uh, that may be a, a familiar title to you, as well as Jesus and the Essenes by Dolores Cannon. But today, what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about the Essenes and how they lived, and I'm going to be channeling that information because uh, back in uh, September of 2018, uh, with the help of my dear friend Jared Willis, we went to Jordan at the Dead Sea. We were there on a sacred journey for a month. We went uh, to several countries, went to Egypt, we went to Jordan, we went to Cyprus. Uh, I was in Kuwait. Uh, where else did we go, Jared? Uh, we went to Turkey and India, but that was on a separate journey. But we went to Jordan at the Dead Sea. When I got there, what I heard was that we have been waiting for you. The Essenes were directly behind us uh, at the hotel across from the Dead Sea. And so I heard them say, we've been waiting for you. So now it is February of 21. Uh, and so I'm not sure what the delay has been. They said they were waiting for me, but now it's time to bring their messages forward. And with the help of Jared, we're, we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to put this information uh, both in an audiobook uh, as well as a printed form. And so we're going to be working for the next 12 weeks bringing the messages of the Essene Force. I'm really excited. So thank you, Jared, for taking me to Jordan and being the catalyst for all of this. So welcome. Welcome to the show, Jared. Well, thanks for having me on again, Lee. And it's good to be with you and with your, your uh, devoted listening audience. And uh, I've been excited all day. It's just, this is a really interesting topic and something that uh, I've been thinking about for, for years, obviously catalyzed by our trip to, uh, to Jordan. And, um, you know, it's relevant to sort of where I'm at in my life and um, what it is that uh, looking to do next. I'm in this big transition and trying to understand how to integrate this. And it keeps popping up in, in your work and other people's work. So I think it's time that we... Uh, we ask them the questions and get the information out there. Fabulous. But let's tell them a little bit about your background, honey, as a consultant and how you, you know, you have an interest also in working with the peace movement in Israel. Can you just tell them a little bit about your background, about what you did before? Uh, yeah, sure. You know? I mean, um, I've always had a connection to the Middle East. I mean, I, I, we probably, we've never actually channeled on it, but I'm obviously I have many past lives in the Middle East and, uh, I'm connected to uh, the region and also uh, people that have you know, incarnated in, this, uh, in the Middle East over centuries. And as a teenager, I was involved in the Middle East um, through a summer camp, a peace summer camp called Seeds of Peace. And then after I graduated from university, I moved to uh, Israel for a few years and worked with that peace movement. Um, and traveled all over the, you know, all over the country and all over the, you know, the neighboring countries and both getting to know the people and also the history of the, of the land. And, um, you know, I, I then went back to the United States, but continued my work as a consultant uh, with the Middle East and then uh, started again to travel again to the Middle East about 10 years ago when I started working in Kuwait as a consultant. 
and I lived there for the last five years working with the government and with some of the businesses. Um, so obviously, I personally have a strong affinity and a strong connection to the region and to the people. And, um, you know, I mean, we could go on and on. And, you know, from, from our personal work on it and, uh, you know, you've been to the Middle East a few times and seen, uh, you know, seen how I uh, integrate here. And so it's obviously been an important part of my life. And I feel some dedication and some mission to, I don't want to say to help, but to, uh, um, just I'd say to, to put my energy and to put my life, uh, sort of cast my die with the people here and, and live my life here to some extent uh, and try and make a positive contribution here. Well, we also, thank you, honey. We also know that we've been told uh, that we both lived in the time of Jesus and that we had a strong connection to the Holy Family with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And so... Uh, I know the spirit has guided us together and that we have a sacred contract to work together uh, because of our connection, you know, with the Holy family and with Jesus and Mary Magdalene so that we both have that same interest uh, in working with the, with the energy of the Essenes because we were part of that scene community. We were told that uh, through our channeled messages. And so I know that this has really sparked uh, a lot of excitement for you. And I, I feel, uh, I feel really excited about it too, that, you know, that day, you may you may talk a little bit about you know what we were doing over there with our sacred journeys if you want to but that day that we were in jordan and so it was just i just remember sitting there in the hotel and with the dead sea behind us and there was a sunset and just hearing that we've been waiting for you it was just like so magical to be able to make that connection because i channel many many beings but i never channeled the scene community and you know, we both know that we're a part of that community from our previous incarnation. So for me, that was really exciting. Do you, is there anything you want to share about that moment? Because before well, we start on this. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, actually, it's interesting. When I when I did live in Israel, my favorite place there where I lived for the most of my time, and I would have lived there, I would have kept living there if it weren't for um, work, is was in Haifa on the Carmel Mountain, which is where the scene community was based. And I used to go hiking there uh in the mountain and i knew that there was some i guess i didn't know about the essenes but i knew that there was the school of prophets that's referred to in the bible which was a predecessor to the essene community uh and elijah i knew that the important things had taken there but i just of all the places in the country i was drawn there and and also to the dead sea where i had you know i had taken hikes where the dead sea scrolls were found and and then when we visited in, in 2018 um, and I remember, you know, we, I think you'd, you'd asked me where was Mark, you, at some point you said, where's Mark Carmel? Where, is that close to here? Where is that? And, and so we started talking about it. Um, and I can, you know, I, just to jump forward, I, when, when you channeled the Essenes it was a few weeks ago and, and, you know, sort of said they're back and it's time to work with them, I can't tell you how excited I was because I have always felt since we met that it's a part of my mission um, to help get, you know, whether it's as a conductor or as someone, a prompter, just to, to help you uh, so that you can focus your energy on channeling and I can help you, um, you know, direct the questions and then organize and get the information out there, whether it's for now or for 50 years when people find it. Um, <laughs> I've always felt that that's, that's, I feel strongly for that. I, even before I met you, I was very drawn to Edgar Cayce uh, and his material and Paul Solomon and some of the other uh, channels. Some are well-known, some are not well-known. And so, I, you know, ever since I first met you, even though it was for personal reasons, 
I felt that there was sort of broader information and broader uh, a broader mission that we had. So uh, when you said that we're going to do this work, I, I've been I've been excited all day. I've been really excited about it. Oh, good. I know. And, and, you know, if, and if if I can add one more thing, you know, it, what was weird? I don't I don't know if you remember this, but in 2018, when we were at the Dead Sea, and and when you were you heard the uh, the Essenes say that they've been waiting for you, I also had a weird. Um, something happened that morning. If you remember, I think I woke up early and I saw this very bright light across mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. The, um, the village where the Essenes lived, Qumran. I saw this very strange, inexplicable light. And um, it wasn't a strobe light. It wasn't a military light. It wasn't. Uh, and then I asked you about it later. And I think you said that it was a Pallades uh, starship or something. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember that? I do because I woke up, I think it was at five o'clock in the morning and something woke me up and I went to look out over the water and I saw this light and I heard the Palladians were here. And then you wait, then you told me later, but I saw it that morning, this light. Yeah. It was a Palladian starship uh, that have a direct influence because as we know, or I know, many may not know, but the Palladians are here to bring harmony and balance back to our planet. And really, that's what the Essenes, that's how they lived. And I know that you have such interest in, in establishing a communal, communal living or establishing a, a community there now that you're in Oman. You want to touch a, a bit on that, about that before we start on our questions, hon? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's something that's been on, um, you know, on my mind. And uh, my business partner here, he's you know, very passionate about hotels. And you know, we've sort of always thought that the pinnacle of our work together would be establishing some sort of hospitality project. But we didn't want it to be just a hotel, and we didn't want it to be some treatment center. But we felt that there, you know, there should be some. Just like our lives has been a trans, has been a progression of getting in touch with your true self your true mission and also, you know, nature, getting in touch with the natural food, getting in touch with natural surroundings, being in nature, uh, the impact of art, the impact of music, all of these things that are, and then as you understand more what the Essene community was like and some of the ancient schools, the ancient mystery schools, the school of prophets, uh, the temple beautiful, all these other um, institutions. So I, uh, I, I just we have this sort of strong feeling that uh, we're supposed to be establishing, whether it's some sort of community or some sort of hospitality project where people can come and experience these things and mm-hmm. reconnect with their true selves, and that the community would be a model for how people are supposed to live in a microcosm, whether it be like, and I, this sounds maybe like a commune, but some sort of bartering economy rather than a manipulative money system like we have now. Um, you know, uh, using the things that are in your vicinity rather than flying things from halfway across the world because it seems exotic, not taking more than you need, um, you know, having a balanced day, some of these things. So, you know, when, for me, there's a very personal interest in uh, hearing more about the Essenes because with all the material that's out there, which I've gobbled up, there's only bits and pieces about how they actually lived. How do they govern themselves? I mean, they obviously had a mission, which was to support uh, Jesus and coming into the planet and Mary and, and giving birth to him and supporting him. And then your work about after the crucifixion. Uh, and obviously there's parallels with now and the second coming uh, of Christ, Christ consciousness in us. 
So, you know, we've gone through these strange, you know, personal and, and, and large world transitions in the last few years. And so very interested in what the next chapter holds. <laughs> I know you have lots of questions for me. So what we're going to do uh, for those who are waiting with bated breath here, um, Jared's going to ask me some questions. Then I'm going to go uh, into my channeled mode and then answer the questions. So um, hopefully they'll be succinct, uh, but one never knows what's going to come out of my mouth. But um, are you ready with your questions? Then? Do you have several questions or what's? Sure. I can, I can, uh, we can do this for three hours if you want, but. Uh... <laughs> well, we've been, do we'll be doing it tomorrow. So. <laughs> All right. That's good. Do you want to, do you want to do an introduction first or do you want me to answer, ask an introductory question? Uh, well, you can ask, um, for the Essenes to step forward. Uh, we'll ask for the scene to step forward. I'll do a prayer and then they can, um, want to identify who they are. That's the, one of the first questions that I have is like, who, who are the Essenes? You know, basically what is their philosophy? Was, what was their purpose? Why are they coming now? You know, what, what is it they, what do they want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> so that's what I want. And then I don't know whatever your questions are, but that was the first thing that I wanted to tap into. So. Sounds good. Why are you, why are you here now? What do you want from me? People want your help. That's why. <laughs> That's usually what it is. That's right. I don't want to piece of it. So, all right, I'm going to start a prayer and then I'll make my connection here. So, Father, Mother, God, we ask at this time to bring the highest information in for all of our soul growth as we invite the beautiful energy of the Essene community as we begin to now receive and hear their voices as they are ready to be seen, heard, and recognized for the truth of who they are without hiding, without wearing, as they say, the veil of forgetfulness, so they may return back to the true essence and bring their light, their love, and their words forward. And this we give our grace as we welcome them, and so it is. Greetings, dear one. We are the collective group of the Essenes. We come to explain to you briefly that we come now because it is time. It is time for, as you say, that new earth has begun. When we lived during the time of Jesus, we believed in what we call a new way of being, a new way of living. We were not happy with what we call the, the religious order, nor of the politics of the day. And so we, as they say, separated ourselves from the mainstream of our own community and moved in to a community and into the wilderness, establishing our own religious beliefs, establishing our own rules of governing. And we began to live in harmony and balance with nature, where we began to feel this sense of peace, where we were not, as they say, distracted by the energies and the frequencies of those who were governing and those who held beliefs that were not of pure love and of pure light. We do not say that we had all of the answers, but we were in need of bringing balance into our lives. And we chose this way of li living, as many understand that we 
were somehow rebels, but we were not rebels. We simply were living in balance and harmony with our own I am presence. This philosophy, this belief is now being held within the consciousness of many souls. And so many of you who are listening or will be listening will find your way and understanding that you feel connected as a member of the Essene community living in conjunction and harmony with all of life. This is why we are coming now to help all of you to find the way, as they say, for this was the teachings of our beloved Messiah, Christ, and we are here to help each of you, if you so choose, to find your way back to balance, peace, harmony, and love, living in oneness with all of life. And we thank you. So questions, my dear friend? Well, sure. I mean, I mean you asked that uh, why are the Essenes, um, why are they coming forward now, both, you know, in a general sense to the world, and why did they approach you, you know, two years ago, and why are they approaching you now? Um, what, what is the reason behind that? It is simply time because many may understand that there is a new vibration upon your earth plane. Many of your listeners may understand about what is called about the ascension process and how the earth has risen from a lower vibrational frequency of the old patriarchal rule and control. You are in the last legs of, they say, of the control and the bondage of the human species on this earth plane. We are coming now simply because the energy, as many understand, of this new earth, this new earth rising, a new way of living, living in balance, living from a compassionate and merciful heart. This is the time of the sacred feminine. This is the time of the merging of the sacred alchemy of the energy of the sacred feminine and now assisting and helping the energy of the sacred masculine to come into union so that all can return back into sacred balance with their I am presence. We come now because it is time. The vibration upon the planet has shifted and we are ready to help uplift and share with others our life and to help awaken all the Essenes that are ready to be awakened and to remember their divine power so they too can live in balance. This time period is of great importance before the next, for the next 1,000 years is a time of pivotal change for the human species and we are here to be guides and mentors. We have come to Lee because she has been chosen as an oracle to bring our words and messages forward. She has been dedicated and committed to us and to the understanding of the way. Not only has she lived with us during the time of Jesus, but she has continued on as a divine oracle in many orders other than our own as an Essene. But because of her affiliation with the one known as Jesus of Nazareth, she 
was and continues to be a pure channel of light, bringing the energy of the heart mother forward so others can open their heart to receive and return back to sacred balance. So they're saying, does it answer your question? Yeah. Um, can, can the Essenes explain more, um, you know, they were here in their day to bring about the coming of uh, Jesus. And then when he was crucified and ascended, they disperse. Why, what are the parallels with today? Why, why were they gone for 2,000 years? And what is the parallels today with the second coming of Jesus? Um, that's the question. At the time when we dispersed, we were in fear of our lives. And we were afraid because of our association with him. We were afraid that what we spoke would cause us to be persecuted. You see, those times were very violent and we had no level of protection. Many of us dispersed further into the Middle East and into France, into Spain, and into the region of United Kingdom. There are many descendants, as they say, dispersed all over the world. And now, as your earth is going through what we call this purification, where the earth is shifting from a lower vibration of patriarchal rule and control, just as in our time, people have access to more freedom in many ways through this avenue of your internet where people can connect and listen freely in some ways without censorship and not be persecuted. However, there are other forms of persecution that are happening subtly with mind control of your human population. We come to now to set the record straight that this soon will be over. And what you know is your, your masking of your voices is very similar, similar to what we went through. We had to be, we, we were suppressed. We did not have to be suppressed, but we were suppressed by our own fear. We now come to help people to no longer be suppressed by fear to not come forward with anger, but to come forward with love, to share what they know is their truth with love, not out of rebellion, not out of anger, not out of resentment, but simply understanding that this is a time to bring the balance and to bring the harmony once again. You see, you're moving into a new period. You have moved into what is called the age of Aquarius. The age of the Pisces has ended. And you've moved into the age of Aquarius. The time now where living from the heart and living from your own true voice can be recognized without fear or persecution. Does that answer? Yeah, it does.
Can can the Essenes tell us more about what their um, what their community looked like? Uh, did it look like a commune? You know, like today's communes where people you know share the they all make their own food and they share all their meals and they share their uh, you know share so many aspects of their life. Was there a religious or a prayer component? Was there a um, you know, how did they how did they provide for the material goods they needed, but that they didn't make in the community? Um, what 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 did that community look like? How did it operate? We came together, yes, very much like you might call a community or a commune of individuals, but we had our own individual quarters. We all had our own our own gifts and talents, our own specialties, and we all helped each other. No one was left without the help of another. If someone needed help with building a home, or we called it a hut in many ways, then we all came together to build living quarters, shelter. There were others who were skilled with what you call hunting and also tending to the food supply and others who were the seamstresses. And so we all came together and we worked and we provided for each other. We also were able to manifest and we were able to tap in to the energy of manifestation and co-creation. And so when we needed something, we were able to instantly manifest it. We did not always know how we were going to make it happen, but somehow it just seemed to manifest. If we needed to manifest what we say water, then miraculously somehow there seemed to be more water than we needed. If there needed to be a a source of, of food supply, we simply called this forth in prayer. We sat in sacred union and called forth these manifestations actually from the Earth Mother. And so we called forth the energy of co-creation with Divine Mother Earth, and she supplied our needs. We lived very simply, but we lived, as they say, very richly. And so we did not have more than plenty, but we had all of our needs provided, and there was no level of separation, for each of us helped. If you had... If you had something that I needed, another member would provide it, and I would provide what I needed for the other member. And so it goes, as they say, that it was, again, a system of equality, and no one was left behind, where people today live isolated and live and work and stew and have to use their time and their energy to provide all of their needs, from food to clothing to housing to what you call your health insurance to paying taxes. Therefore, you see this is out of balance, that this has caused the stress and the separation from your own true self and from the God essence. This will soon change in due time. Did I answer your question? Because when I get off on this, I... <laughs> you did. I have a follow-up question. What? I have a follow-up question. Okay. <laughs> did I answer how, it? How did, 
how did the community run its affairs? Did it have like a council or of elders? Did it have a president or a mayor? Did it have, how did it come together and um, make decisions about the community? How were disputes resolved if there were any disputes? And um, what was the religion, you know, these were Jews on some level, they had separated themselves from the mainstream Jewish religion, but did they pray every day? How was their, um, did they have yoga? Did they have meditation? What was their spiritual uh, component of their day like? As to our governing board, we had, as they say, a governing board. And this was a board both made out of men and women. And if there was a dispute or a reason. The, I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. For decision making, then we went to the board. This was not a board that held terms, but it was very much a governing board. And there were checks and balances, as they say. If there seemed to be opposition, then it was always, as they say, a majority rule. And no one could dominate or control, but it was always for the good of others. We came together in prayer and always prayed to the source of great spirit that supplied all of our needs. We worked with the energy, as we said, of Mother Earth and worked with the energy of the four elements and of the nature spirits. We solved disagreements, as they say, peacefully, and many did not become, as they say, angry or out of joint. We accepted the governing rule, suggestions, ideas, New inspirations were always considered, as they say, as we prayed for the highest good for the community. Everything was, as they say, for the highest good of all concerned. No one was left behind. And so everyone felt heard and recognized. They're gonna stop there. So uh, if you want to continue on in that vein with uh, their governing board. No, I, I had a question that's maybe more coming to today. I mean, um, uh, how are we supposed to emulate the life of the Essenes in today's world? I think a lot of us feel, you know, very disconnected from our surroundings because the political system, like in their day, is... Um, is unfamiliar to us and the stresses of the daily life. Um, but on the balancing side, we have the internet, which is allowing us to connect today from halfway across the world. 
which they didn't have. So um, are we all intended to um, establish similar communities where we share our, you know, personal needs and provide for it? Or are we supposed to, you know, try and find a way in this globalized but unfriendly world uh, and stay connected virtually through people, even though it's spiritual support or moral support, but not necessarily, you know, people are still isolated in their homes, even if they have internet. I mean, you're still having to provide for all of your needs. So um, just some guidance about what the ideal is that we should be holding for our own lives and what we should be building towards. We first say we ask that you pray for harmony and balance, harmony and balance in your life and in all things. That you begin to live respectfully and honor yourself, honor those that you live with, honor the earth, honor all of life. As one begins to move into this sense of honor and respect, then as we say, the energy will unfold for manifestations to occur. This may sound simplistic, but as you live in balance, all will, as they say, fall into your lap. Your resources will be provided for, money will come. Instantaneously, you will have all that you need. For in this time of separation, as they say, of people being quarantined, it is important that people now begin to turn within and begin to share all that they are able to share freely. Their ideas, their inspirations, their wisdom, their knowledge, and even their resources to help the common purpose. This is a time that is happening for people to come together to assist. This is the beginning of the changing of what we call me-ism and the end of what we call the industrial age, so to speak, where capitalism is the driving force. This is about unity. This is about unity consciousness. This is about stepping forward and each person helping another. And so just today, as you have agreed to do this voluntarily to help assist another without payment, without any expectations of anything except to serve, that this energy, this frequency is now a part of your own energetic frequency and you will receive more and more blessings. Again, as you give, you receive. This concept is somewhat misunderstood. But energetically, as you are offering, you now are able to energetically receive. This is a sense a new way. This may not take place instantaneously, but it's now happening. It is evolving. It is shifting. And people are coming forward and offering help to those in need, those who do not have work and need food and people coming together, providing money, resources to others, homes, people using their ideas to help. More people are helping than not are helping at this time. Questions about that? No. That was good. Yeah, because uh, I know you probably, well, you probably don't have TV or watch it, but, you know, it, it see, I see it on TV where 
you know, more and more people are helping each other. More and people are helping those who, who need food. Um, people are um, making homes for the homeless people. They're making these insular little tubes where homeless people can live in. So you probably see that when you read it on the internet. But, the, you know, we get bits and pieces of this when we see it in the media. But they're telling me that more and more people are reaching out. And this is the time of our heart is opening. And so even with this pandemic and the separation, this is a time where people are reaching out to fellow brothers and sisters. So this pandemic has a purpose because it's opening people's heart and people are helping each other more. So this is how we're slowly moving and shifting at a way of capitalism and the me-ism that we've been in since, uh, uh, since the industrial age start where we had progress, but it was all about what we could build and create. And now it's about creating uh, community again and creating um, hope again and creating um, compassion again and living from the heart. Uh, these simple principles that the Essenes said that they lived in, a simple way of, of living. So this is how people will change, one person at a time, each shift. So that's why the Essenes are coming. And for those who wish to listen, they're saying, um, offer what you can. Don't be afraid. Uh, to offer what you can, um, just as you, Jared, are offering, uh, you've discovered your date or coffee business, and you're offering that, you know, as an alternative to caffeine, you know, uh, you're offering this opportunity to start a spiritual community, so we're all being inspired and working in new ways to create and manifest and to help. This is, again, how we will ch change the world. That's how they lived, they said, in their small community. It was a... Um, um, uh, a microcosm, how do you say it? A microcosmism of the macro, like they were holding the bigger picture of the universe within their own sect and their own community. And so we've gotten away from it, but now they're coming back to say, hey, uh, return back and help your brother and sister help yourself first, in the sense of uh, tending to. Um, the pieces within you that don't feel whole because this is a time of clearing out uh, that which no longer serves you, purifying energies that are not of pure love, and then moving forward with the inspiration and the grace that God has gifted you with uh, your own divine gifts and talents. And they're saying that's how we lived. We all offered and shared and it um, very much is like uh, the way the Tolosians uh, live in Talos underground, the Mount Shasta, where they live in harmony and balance. Everything is for the greater good. This eventually will happen on our surface planet again, but we're in the beginning stages of it. We may not see that in our lifetime, uh, but we're helping to be pioneers and to bring this energy forward. So whatever ideas you have, you're being inspired. The next person ideas and be inspired, don't be afraid to do it. That sounds right. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I keep saying, am I answering your questions? I'm probably going off on a tangent. But... You're doing good. Okay. So as you... Um, uh, move forward, the Essenes are saying, as you move forward with this understanding that this is a breaking down of the old system and there is much that is collapsing. And just as we fell away from 
um, the Pharisee rule, and we established our own community and sect, we we had hiccups, as they say, for life was not always easy, but just as you are now, the structures are breaking down and the old way of being, the political structures, economic, medical institutions, many institutions are crumbling. Old patriarchal rule and archaic beliefs are crumbling despite what you see or feel or hear or see in your media there is a crumbling and a rebirth. This is the rising of the new earth. Again, that's why we are coming now to help you to understand this and to support you in restructuring this new way of living. Not all will understand, not all will do it, but those whose hearts are open will begin this process of healing They're showing me like a wound that the earth and its people have been suffering from, like a, like an abscess. And there's been a lot of suffering and uh, a lot of pain. And now they're stepping forward, along with the Palladians and many of the other galactic star beings of light, many of the masters that are stepping forward to begin to heal these wounds that humanity has suffered from. So they're saying they're excited to share their knowledge, their wisdom, their way of being to help assist your current civilization to be at peace. So. It's a beautiful it's a message. Pro- it's a process. So yeah. and don't get impatient. Uh, we just do our part, each one teach one, each one lead one. Um, just as, uh, well, I'll let you talk about this, Jared. Uh, you know, you took me in all those sacred journey sites uh, because you wanted, we wanted to help people to tap into the energies of these sites. I don't know if you want to share that or not, but they're showing me that that's our part of what we're doing to try to help awaken people. And... Uh, uh, the Essenes are saying that that has that has worked. So your idea of doing this, you want to share a little bit about that? Well, I mean, it, it, it grew up organically when we first met in Ireland, uh, and we thought, well, let's um, let's film some of the trip and you know uh, see if you know you can challenge some of these sacred sites there and see see what comes out. And um, <laughs> And then we got the idea to continue it in some of these other places, even the trip that we took where we went to the pyramids. It was sort of, it just sort of unfolded very organically. We didn't really have a plan. Uh, but then as we went about it, um, it sort of made sense why we were doing what we were doing. And at first, if you remember, we, um, we thought, oh, our, our mission is to organize these trips like other people have done and, and bring groups on these sacred trips. And then very quickly, we realized it's really not about physically visiting these places. People can visit them etherically, even from YouTube. And the idea was just to activate the energy or bring forward the message. And uh, people can receive that, that information and that, um, that vibration wherever they're at. 
And so it was sort of a discovery for us. Obviously, it's been a little bit interrupted because, um, you know, we haven't been able to to go anywhere. But, um, you know, I think we, I think that it'll come back. Uh, and, you know, we have some other ideas of, of places and things that we wanted to do um, to try and share the share the message and, and, and spread the vibration. And just I think anything just to trigger. I mean, that was. I think everyone gets focused on accomplishing something. And like you said, the capitalist age with the scenes mentioned the capitalist age and accomplishing and building and inventing and doing and taking and, and, uh, achieving. And, and, and the new age is more about being and, um, uh, you know, living in joy, living in the moment, being grateful, being, uh, appreciative, uh, of what we have in front of us and what this earth is that we live on and what existence is. So, um, trying to be in that, trying to be in that state of being now. Yeah, and that's how they lived. And so this, uh, what's happening now is what they're showing me is um, there's a new earth. This is a new, this, again, I've already said this, but uh, we're in this pandemic, but it's shifting the way we've lived. And so uh, it's forcing us to move out of uh, the old way of being. People are uh, working from home and yet, that's uh, also helping uh, with um, people to be less stressed in some ways because, you know, they don't have to get in their car and drive to work for two hours. It's also saving on gas. It's helping the environment with pollution. And we, we know that uh, animals and uh, nature is benefiting from the fact that we're not getting in our cars and, and you know, all the carbon emissions. And so there's a lot of good that's happening despite. So if we can take a look at um, my battery's going low. Um, um, if we can uh, take a look at um, the benefits of uh, these changes, uh, instead of uh, being fearful, uh, so much of um, uh, of what perhaps what we thought we've lost, uh, or what. Uh, is not the same. And so this is exactly what the Essenes were saying, that they'd left their community, they'd left their their comfort of their homes to move into the wilderness, into the unknown, uh, to establish their own community. And this was um, of great value to them because they were able to tap into their own inner knowingness, tap into nature. And so we're at that pivotal point again of, um, of getting out of our comfort zone and uh, really turning within and being able to find the resources, like we said, within us, just like they said, they were able to manifest and create. And so as we tap in to our innate wisdom, into our God presence, just as the Essenes did, we're able to create and manifest what we need. Um, they're showing me like a snap of a finger as, as, as long as we stay balanced in harmony uh, with the energy of Mother Earth. So um, you have your idea of the spiritual community uh, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. But we were, we were, um, when we when we did those uh, sacred journey sites, um, we were definitely out of our comfort zone. It was out of my comfort zone for me to to go to uh, other countries. I wasn't uh, well traveled by any means, shape, or form, and especially to go to the Middle East uh, uh, and do that work, not knowing exactly what I was doing and. I didn't feel fearful and I felt empowered. I remember when we got out of the pyramid and uh, we finished our work that last day in Egypt and uh, we didn't really know exactly what all had happened. 
uh, but we knew it was powerful. We had completed what we came to do. And I remember we walked back to the hotel and you took my hand and grabbed my hand and it was so sweet. You just, it was so touching. You just took my hand and I just knew that, you know, we both felt really satisfied, you know, that we had done what we were supposed to do. We'd been called to do it. And, um, you know, I'm just really grateful for you for that opportunity. So thank you. Well, I'm grateful. We have to, we have to do it again. That was fun. Yeah, then we got fun. drunk. We could tell you could, we could tell your audience that we got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we had lunch. That's about what we had. We had lunch That's and true. we laughed. We, we had lunch. And you said I was uh, something about really happy. You never seen me so happy. Yeah, you were manic. I was manic. Yeah, I was excited. It was, it was, yeah, I was happy. But back to the point of the Essenes, it's like, uh, you know, they went into the wilderness and did what they were called to do. And so, you know, in our sacred journeys, you know, we were called to do this just like we're doing this today. It's like, okay, what is this about? Why are we bringing the information of the Essenes again? Because it's time to shake us up, to get out of our comfort zone, and to um, to hear and speak our truth as we know it. Um, you know, years and years, well, it'd be almost 28 years ago, I started channeling. And uh, I was, uh, you know, hesitant to let people know that I channel uh, the Holy Family, or even if I channeled, and now I don't have any concern about that. I've had uh, more positive feedback from people from the work I brought forward. So if we can really now uh, understand that we can uh, live on our truth, just like the Essenes did, that we will all be better off, you know, as a whole, as a collective. So. Let me let me ask you a question that's maybe is relevant to your audience, but it's in some ways more personal to me, which is sort of, um, you know, a lot of us are struggling and we feel more connected than ever because of the Internet. But, for example, we ha I haven't seen you in almost two years. And <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, some, there's sometimes the 3D world, you know, when you try and get things done, even going to the grocery store or, you know, paying your bills online or dealing with. I mean, we have social media, we have these ways to connect, but the people that we, maybe our neighbors are, are, you know, really difficult or our landlords or our bosses, you know, the people that we deal with in our 3D everyday life. So, like I said, that's something that I've been struggling with is whether we're sort of supposed to be the light within the everyday community and try and uh, fight our way through, I hate to use that word, but sort of manage our way through the challenges in some ways, which are getting more difficult, even in a time like COVID, um, uh, or if we're supposed to find these like-minded people through the internet and try and find a way to, uh, you know, to be in some sort of barter system or some sort of common living where we're helping each other um, through some of life's daily challenges. Well, every Monday morning, I channel Mary Magdalene, as you're a part of that. And so I've been probably been doing that for at least 15 years. I've lost track of time. And that small group or small community uh, is very supportive. And so uh, it's very valuable for others to be able to connect with like-minded people. And uh, we're all over the place. You know, you're in Oman, and um, I'm here in Florida, and we got someone in Gibraltar, and uh, someone in Kentucky, and... Um, uh, uh, the power uh, of connecting and again the scenes are telling me connecting from the heart and really not allowing uh, yourself to be distracted by uh, the external to become a detached observer 
to what is happening and always live from the heart, despite what uh, you may see, feel, sense uh, outside of you. As you are living from the heart, then there's that place of peace and balance. And then you're not caught off balance so much. And so uh, hopefully I'm answering your question, but that's what they're showing me, that if you find that community where you can be supportive to help each other, because each one teach one, each one lead one, and also to realize that uh, you are uh, much more powerful uh, than you can imagine yourself to be. And if you stay in that centered place and realize that there's a higher purpose for all things, and there's a reason for all things, and that there is a silver lining uh, in the midst of chaos, uh, you're not going to get caught up in the drama. You're going to rise above this. This is a part of this shift from 3D to 5D and moving away from um, the Essenes are calling it self-centeredness and moving away into understanding that there is... Um, Everything is for the greater good. Everything is always for the greater good. We're not really taught that, I think, in many ways. Like I wasn't raised, probably you weren't raised that way, to, uh, uh, to understand that there's a reason for all things or be connected, that we're all connected, there's a higher purpose. But when we find people like each other, we can help each other. That's a part of what my job is, to in, in some ways, to be a cheerleader. Uh, and I have the access to the ascended beings and to the Essenes who bring this information through me because I learned so much and it's really shifted and changed my life uh, so much. I, I still get caught up in uh, some level of my own negativity and thought forms, but I know the difference, you know, when it happens. So if you can rise above it and know that there's a higher purpose and higher reason, that's that's how the Essenes lived, even during their time when things were difficult around them. They still lived, uh, what they're showing me, in that peaceful place. Uh, were they not affected to some degree? Yes, but they, they rose above it. Did that answer your question? Yeah, you did. Well, we have about five minutes left, honey. Was there something else that you wanted to share before we finished up here? Just give me your feedback. Maybe give your feedback about the information today, you know, in, in the next minute or so. Well, I think it's, um, I mean, I think it's really uh, helpful. And I mean, I'm so grateful to these scenes to come forward. And it's really an honor to work with their energy with you and, and through you. Um, you know, I feel, like I said, I felt this strong, warm connection and excitement about today. And just <laughs> ever since you brought up again that we'd be working with them um, and, you know, just express my commitment to helping get the message out as best in written form or on YouTube or whatever way we can. Um, you know, I just pray that we're guided to answer, to ask the questions that, um, you know, that will solicit or elicit the right uh, information that they want to to get out there um and and you know like i said for some you know for me personally it sometimes is, is is daunting because in many ways you try and take on the responsibility of the master of the universe and think well you know i'm not doing enough or what more can i do or what you know we we know the ideal that we're supposed to hold but sometimes it feels like we're so far behind that and it's nice to be reminded not in being patted on the head, but, um, 
you know, that it's the little things, it's the, it's, it's what you, how you hold your thoughts. It's how you act in the small moments of the day. Um, how you keep yourself from going off the deep end or pull yourself back from the brink or how you just interact with the everyday people and try and raise the vibration of this planet a little bit just by smiling or making a joke or being nice to someone uh, and looking for ways to uh, help out and live in that new paradigm. So um, it's just helpful to hear that, those words of encouragement and to know that it's, been done before on this earth and even in worse times in some ways i mean in some ways we have it easy i mean i can't imagine doing this two thousand years ago when it was a much more bloody i mean it, it, there's a lot of violence now and a lot of yeah. uh, selfishness and greed and patriarchy but it was worse two thousand years ago and they didn't have technology and um uh so it's it's good to know that there were example even though history has snuffed them out in some ways or other communities like that whether it was the native americans or other communities that lived in balance with each other and with nature or they've been painted in the wrong way i mean even the essenes were painted in mainstream history they were painted as sort of zealots and military zealots or just religious zealots and so it's good to have hear the record set straight and know that there is a precedence and we can be inspired by the example. Yeah, they were gentle, loving beings that were just trying to live in their own truth. And um, um, I know that um, uh, many of us feel that we're some of our truth is being stripped away or our, our rights are being stripped away. Uh, and yet let's just turn within do what we can, hold the peace, be the change you wish to see. And uh, that's all we can really do is just do our piece of the puzzle. Uh, and as I say, manage your own store. <laughs> Take care of your own business, manage your own store. So I try not to get caught up in too much. I'm aware of what's going on, but I don't try to allow myself to get too terribly caught up in it because I have no purpose. I, I've got, uh, I got business to attend to. <laughs> So thank you, my dear friend, Jared. I love you as always. You look great. Thank you, you Dapper as always. I miss you. I love you. And I uh, thank you for, for being uh, a part of the show today. And um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm grateful for you, for everything you've done for me. So you're my boy. He's my well, spiritual son. I've adopted him. You're my spiritual mother. Thank you. You know, the original reason we met was so you could save me from a bad marriage, but it's been, <laughs> it's become so much more since then. And I'm ever grateful to work with you and to be with you. And I miss you. Uh, and uh, I think we have more adventures coming up soon. So yeah, we do. It can be karma. I miss you too, sweetie. All right. Oh, I love you. Thank love you. Love you too. Talk Thanks to you everyone for listening. <laughs> Sorry for the mushy love fest. I know. We're like too much. Oh, well. Can't help it. Mother loves her son. <laughs> Bye, honey. Have a good day. Right, Thank you. Up. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.